And now, live from Level 5 Productions on the island of Milleronia, it's The Larry Miller Show! Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, and everyone who really wants to take the family out for a nice dinner. Hi, folks, and welcome back to The Larry Miller Show. I'm Larry Miller, but in a way, aren't we all? And boy, oh boy, is it ever beautiful here in Southern California. We're not on Milleronia today, and I'll explain why in a minute or two. But it sure is beautiful. It's just a great Southern California day. And frankly, makes you think about all those folks back east in so many states, so many people who are just, well, crushed by the weather there, the crazy weather. Isn't isn't the middle of March supposed to be after all the snow and all the wind and all the rain? But it's not there. They've had three feet, three feet of snow in this episode, that's a lot of snow, and that's, this is all as you know. It's up up to 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 Maine and down to Baltimore and, and Maryland there, and it's all the way up and down and west through New Jersey into Pennsylvania. It's it's all over the place, and that's a heck of a thing to well, you know what? It's good to uh, keep those thoughts and you know keep the thoughts in. Your heart's there and send those people a good one. Send it up and send it to them. But boy, oh boy, I hope they, I hope they're out of it now. And it's sure beautiful today. It's true though. I was walking, uh, up and down our hill for a little exercise walk before Colonel Jeff came over for, well, to do our show. And uh, one of the neighbors was out there and said, boy, it makes you think and just gorgeous. And it was, he said, it makes you think about those folks back in New York. And I said, you know what, buddy? You're right. And then I punched him right in the nose. It just seemed, I know it sounds horrible, but it seemed like the thing to do. Well, thanks, Mr. Good Feelings. How do you feel about this? Any good feelings from that? I'm just being silly, of course. I, he's a great guy. But yes, you know what? He was right. It's a beautiful day we have here. And oh, I feel so good. So does the Colonel. The music, once again, picks us up nice and shiny. And, of course, that's the Bob Steele Orchestra and the Tiffany Baker Dancers featuring boy tenor John Gordon asking the musical question, If your taxidermist accidentally mounts the tail instead of the head of the lion on the wall, would that be a catastrophe? But as he spells it, it's cat-ass-trophy. And uh, the colonel said, you know what? And I agreed with him completely. Uh, we liked that so much. And and he sent a note back to John accepting it. And the note said, John, you had a long ride to get to that rib joint there, but that's why I liked it. And I said, uh, you're right. I feel the exact same way. And that's why I liked it too. And yeah, that was a good way to put it. A long ride to the rib joint, but that's why I liked it. And I'll bet those ribs were good, too. If your taxidermist accidentally mounts the tail instead of the head of the lion on the wall, would that be a cat-ass trophy? You know what? 
It would. It would, John. And you deserve for it to be yes to that. Because as Colonel Jeff said, and I like the way a head like that thinks. And so do I, folks. And uh, by the way, I just want to insert something here. The reason, well, one of the reasons, several reasons, that Bob Steele was heading the orchestra today. He's a great actor, you know, for many things. And I'm going to, by the way, I'll tell you why a little later. That was sort of the main reasons. But Colonel Jeff just told me, he looked him up, and Bob Steele's first job was in a movie called Davy Crockett and the Fall of the Alamo from 1926. That's that's back there. That's in silent film days. Bob Steele was great in everything he did, but I just wanted that's a tip of the hat to him right there. Good work, Bob, and, well, we'll be talking about you later. And by Amazon and PayPal. That's right. Amazon still, well, one of the greatest companies in the world because they do three things I love that no one else does. One, whatever you order, you'll get. Two, they already have it. They don't have to borrow it. They don't have to order it themselves from the company. They don't have to do anything. They have a gigantic warehouse, one of those things that's a mile long and a mile wide and a mile high and a mile deep. And that's a big warehouse. I don't, I don't care where you're from. And the third thing they do, which is the best of all, they send us a percentage of whatever you order. And we love that. They send it to us in cash, and we put that right in our big steel box where we save money for our next big fancy fried chicken dinner and two drinks beforehand in a different place. So thank you to Amazon. Go there, you know, and don't go there yourself. Let, let, let us take you there. You know, sure, you can get there, but... Go to LarryMillerPodcast.com. Who's on the mountain? Tom Mix. (laughs) I used to do rim shots at the comic strip back in New York when we were all baby comics. And Ronnie Shakes, God bless him, he's passed on now, but great comic. What a wonderful writer and a great comic and a terrific guy. And Ronnie Shakes would go, he was, uh, he was, uh, well, you could call him a one-liner comic, which is a compliment, though. He had jokes that began and ended, and they were so well-written. I remember one of his jokes that I, oh, that I know forever was uh, where he'd say, uh, I've been seeing a therapist for five years now, and he said something the other day that brought tears to my eye. He said, no habla inglés. (laughs) and yes he said to me because i was the drummer at the comic strip and he said to me one day you know he said why don't you come up with me and do rim shots after my jokes and i loved it i love i love the guy anyway and he's a great comic and so i did i went up there and did you can do if you're trying you can do not just that classic like that one that's a classic rim shot but you can do seven or eight different ones and you know there are all sorts of things you can do at any rate though good sound good pick there colonel at any rate go to our website and we have a banner that says amazon you click that and we'll take you right there go to sleep take a nap you know put yourself back in your big lazy boy chair and uh and watch something on tv or just put a magazine over your face and take a great nap 
will get you to Amazon. The emergency red light goes off on both the colonel's and my phones. And we will get, we get together in whatever city we are, whether it's on Milleronia or here on the mainland, and we get together and we'll get you to Amazon. Count on it. We promise you. And by PayPal. And that's another good group that we'll get you to also the same way. PayPal, folks, you know, when you work with them, you feel like you're saving the world. And who knows? Maybe you are. And uh, PayPal is also on our website. By the way, you see, click the banner on our website. That's LarryMillerPodcast.com. Who's on the mountain? Tom Mix. <laughs> oh, that's great. These are all tickling me today. I just love the pitch that goes down a little. <laughs> and you know what? But they are a good group. PayPal is a great group. If if you enjoy the show here. And why wouldn't you? And you'd like to send us a few bucks to help out. And why wouldn't you? You can do it through PayPal. But instead of saying donate or pay what you like or join the Platinum Club, I'm not, I'm not crazy about those, uh, those kinds of responses or categories. I like to say buy us some drinks. That's right. There are different levels, levels one through five, all the way up to... We're driving to Florida! <laughs> Everything's tickling me today. Even my own material, my own act is making me laugh. That should be that should be wrong, shouldn't it? No, why not? Yeah, I'm a, that's a good place to start when you're the one who writes it and performs it, and you can laugh. At any rate, though, that's a great group, PayPal, and they have a banner on our website too, Amazon and PayPal. And uh, thank you in advance because every little bit helps us keep the old leg lamp lit. And uh, thank you to everyone who's contributed already. And thank you to everyone who is just going to today, right now, from having heard me support it like that. <laughs> or like anything. Anyway, folks, uh, thank you in advance. And that brings me to my favorite part of the show, the joke of the week. Boy, I love that too, the uh, bongo drums. and uh, But you know, I, I've said this before and I'll say it again. There's nothing better than telling a joke that you like and passing it along to you. And if you like it, you tell it to your family and friends too. And that's, that's really passing something good along in life. And uh, both the colonel and I like this joke. <laughs> it's very silly and very good. It's the middle of the night. It's three in the morning and a man and his wife are sleeping in their house, in their bed. And uh, suddenly the big knock on the door, bam, 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 bam. And uh, they wake up and the guy looks at his wife. She looks at him. Who's that? Who knows? And, you know, he says, here, I'll check it out. And he uh, puts his bathrobe on. Because as you know from old movies and TV shows, that's what you always do first. You don't just get out of bed in your pajamas, which you're wearing, but you put a bathrobe over those. And you slip your slippers on. And he goes down to that door and he opens it up, and it's pouring rain outside. It's it's really blizzard rain, and it's horrible. It's cutting to the side, to the right, to up and down. It's And, and there's a guy in the rain at his front door, and the guy's, well, kind of torn up, and he's ragged. He's kind of a bum. He's a street guy, and he, and he hasn't been there just a week. He's 
he's been on the and then he says to who 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 are you says the you know the guy and uh, the guy says mister listen i i need some help could you please give me a push and it's it's a uh, you know and as you can see it's it's horrible uh, weather out here and and the guy says wait a minute hold on a second I don't know you. I, I have no. You, you look terrible, frankly. And I, it's three in the morning, and it's pouring cats and dogs. And I, you know, I, you know what? I'm I'm getting back into the bed now. It's just just keep going down the road. You'll hit something that works for you, something you like there. And uh, and uh, he does that. He closes the door and locks it and puts the chain up, and goes back upstairs to the bed, and uh, takes his robe off again and the slippers. And his wife said, "What?" Uh, what happened? What was that? And he said, "Well, kind of a strange thing, you know. Uh, you know, the guy uh, came. I didn't know this guy, and uh, he's kind of he's a bum and he's drunk, and he was he was drunk out of his mind. And uh, well, he said, yeah, can you help me? I need a push and just uh, and I, but I didn't want to help him. I don't know him, and it's three in the morning, and it's and it's pouring out there. And his wife says to him, you know what? I'll be honest. I think you're wrong there." That uh, you should always help someone who needs help like that. And by the way, if you remember a few weeks ago, well, we needed to push too, and those two fellows just helped us, and they pushed us to the gas station, and uh, and they really helped us out, and then changed the whole day for us. Now it's the middle of the night, and this man needs help, and I I think you should go do it. And the husband looks at his wife, and says, "You know what? You're right." And uh, he does that again. He gets out of bed, just puts the slippers back on, puts the bathrobe back on and he goes downstairs and opens the door and walks out a few steps well it's pouring he's getting poured on and rained on and he and he, he calls out he can't quite see you hey hey mister buddy hey do you uh, you still there and sure enough he hears a voice go yeah i'm still here and and he, and he says oh go oh good well what do you oh do you do you still need a a, a push the guy says, yeah, I do. And, uh, you know, uh, he says, okay, well, where are you? Well, uh, and then the guy shouts back, over here on the swing. <laughs> we like that joke very much. It's nice and silly and fun. On the swing. Oh, I didn't no, I thought you oh, for goodness sake, no, he just wanted to push on a swing, <laughs> but that's a good joke, and I like it, and I hope you do too. Pass it on if you do, and that brings me to my second favorite part of the show, the poetry corner. Maybe that guy with the cough was out in the rain, too. Maybe that's how he got that cough. But uh, this is a good one, folks, and by someone I hadn't known before this day, uh, before knowing the colonel found this poet, Henry Lawson. He lived from 1867 to 1922. He was Australian and considered one of the, by the way, the best-known Australian poets and fiction writers of the colonial period, often referred to as Australia's greatest writer. And uh, it's worth mentioning, a lot of his writing was in reaction to the Romantic poets. 
and he is largely responsible for the Australian realist movement, which, uh, among other aspects, had a short, raw language that people likened to Ernest Hemingway. In any case, he was a great wordsmith. God bless him, and he wrote this one. It's called The Spirits for Good by Henry Lawson. We come with peace and reason, we come with love and light, to banish black self-treason and everlasting night. We know no god nor devil, we neither drive nor lead, we come to banish evil in thought as well as deed. And this our grandest mission, and this our purest worth, to banish superstition, the blackest curse on earth. We come to pass no sentence, for ours is not the power, the coward's vain repentance, but wastes the waiting hour. Tis not for us to lengthen the years of wasted lives. We come to help and strengthen the goodness that survives. We promise not hereafter. We cannot conquer pain, but work and rest and laughter will soothe the tortured brain. That which is lost we cannot restore to any one, but truth and right must triumph, and justice must be done. We come in many guises, but every one is plain, to each pure thought that rises again and yet again. We are ourselves and human, and ours our destiny, the souls of man and woman divorced by vanity. Isn't that lovely? This fella, good for you, Henry Lawson. And you know what? He really was a great wordsmith that... Uh, as part of, isn't it a nice thought that, good Lord, folks, in the late 19th century to to come up with that concept, a theme of life of that we promise nothing, we cannot conquer pain, but I love this when he says, but work and rest and laughter will soothe the tortured brain. That's good for you and me, too. Work and rest and laughter. Folks, that's a good combination there. Thank you, Henry Lawson, and the name of that is The Spirits for Good. And that brings me to my third favorite part of the show. M M M Triple M, the magic movie moment. I love that note on that piano. This is a wonderful movie, and it comes from a great book. Raymond Chandler, the great Raymond Chandler, wrote, uh, well, in many things that, uh, oh, boy, that you know, that the greatest private eye, Philip Marlowe. And what a great an American private eye. And uh, the book was called The Big Sleep, and it was made into a movie called The Big Sleep in 1946, directed by Howard Hawks. Starring Humphrey Bogart, Lauren Bacall, and Bob Steele. And I'm, well, I'm missing that name again. So proud to say it again. And uh, folks, you know what? 
and Elisha Cook Jr., this movie has so much to give. If you haven't seen it, whew, the big sleep. First of all, start. If you haven't seen it, read the book by Chandler, The Big Sleep. It's a wonderful book. And it's been, you know, said, well, the movie has some of its own twists and turns in it, and it's, but it's great. It's just wonderful. And Howard Hawks, what a great director. And what a cast. Good Lord. John Ridgely, Martha Vickers, Dorothy Malone, Regis Toomey, and you've seen these folks all over the place. And, well, Elisha Cook Jr., who's just great. And Bob Steele in it. Bob Steele plays a gangster from Chicago who is hired by a bad guy out there, well, here in, in Los Angeles, which is where it was set. And his name was Canino. And boy, oh boy, Bob Steele was a great actor. And he played that part. The characters weren't the only ones scared of Canino. I was. And anyone seeing it, you'll, you'll see. And uh, boy, oh boy. And he puts the push on uh, Elisha Cook Jr. and makes him drink something that has poison in it. And I'll never forget him saying that, you know, drink her down, Jonesy. And you know what? You'll recognize that voice and you'll recognize him when you see him because in addition to playing David Davy Crockett, and, well, he wasn't playing Davy Crockett, but in the end, the fall of the Alamo in 1926. And here he was in The Big Sleep in 1946, 20 years later. And 20 years after that, folks, I'll bet you recognize him as Duffy from F Troop. And he was great. He could play drama and comedy. Duffy's main character was that, if you remember from F Troop, a terrific show, by the way, great show. Forrest Tucker and Larry Storch and, uh, and Ken Berry as Captain Parmenter. <laughs> it's a great show. And uh, part, of, part of Duffy's character description was that he was the only survivor from the Alamo. And I just loved that, even as a kid. It's terrific. And no one in the show ever said to him, what do you mean, there were no survivors at the Alamo? No, they just said they respected him and that he was great. But that was Bob Steele. And uh, I knew that name and from so many movies also. Oh, Hang Him High with Clint Eastwood. Bob Steele, God bless you, he was a great actor. And my magic movie moment in this involves Humphrey Bogart and Dorothy Malone, who's great herself. And uh, Humphrey Bogart is looking to, uh, well, crack and follow the uh, guy who owns it's a bad guy who owns a bookstore in uh, in Los Angeles, and he's uh, and it, at the time the guy's a porn dealer, and he, the way he got women drugged and to take their pictures, he's a bad guy. And uh, Bogart is looking for him. He's waiting for him to come back. And what he does to wait, he goes across the street into another bookstore, which is owned by Dorothy Malone's character, and uh, she owns this bookstore there, and she's got her hair up and big black glasses on and, you know, looks like, well, you know, someone who might own a bookstore. And Bogart goes in there and uh, he's just looking across the street and she's, uh, well, she's friendly to him enough and says, uh, well, what are you doing here? Do you need something? And he says, uh, 
Yeah, you know, it's a great scene. It's so well written. He's just, he needs a couple of hours to just watch to see whether Geiger, the bad guy, comes back. And when he does, he's going to jump in his car and follow him. And, uh, and uh, well, he says, you know, you can spend some time here. And, folks, the thing is, it's so well written and so well acted, you don't even see it coming. It's perfect for 1946. She's giving Bogart the eye as he's looking across the street through their door, through the front door of the second bookstore. And we see her, we notice she uh, she takes off her glasses and takes a big pin out of her hair and her hair falls down and she's blonde and she's just gorgeous. It's Dorothy Malone all of a sudden. She's so beautiful. And now, and you realize, wow, she's got a gorgeous figure in, in this sort of uh, nice dress. And uh, Bogart notices that as he turns around to her and he gets it too. And you know what, folks? They have a charming scene together. He likes her and she likes him. And nothing else is said. He's got a bottle of whiskey. Uh, you know, and it's one of those pint bottles, so it's thin. It's in his coat pocket. Because in those days, by the way, of course you carry around a bottle of whiskey. But you know what? She says, sure. And they wind up spending that time together. And... You know it, and I know it, and they don't show anything, but it's so charming, it's so loving and lovable, and then afterwards, but no one says it's afterwards. You just know, well, a couple of hours has gone by, and they spent it together, and they spent it making love, and she closes. She had closed the front door and turned that sign so it said closed which is one of my favorite movie cliches. I love I told that to Colonel Jeff, you know. I love, well, wow, they, it's right on the sign. And the sign is hanging by, a, you know, a thin chain or a string. And you just turn it so that anyone walking by now sees closed. Folks, it's a wonderful movie. And that scene with characters you really, really like, who really like each other, and... Well, they loved that time they spent together. And Bogart already has a crush on, of course, Lauren Bacall. And, uh, but that's the rest of the movie. And that time together is a magic movie moment to me. And I think that's really a magic movie moment in its way for Hollywood, too. So I hope you see it. If you've never seen The Big Sleep, go see it. Go get it. Go find it. Oh, you'll, you'll love it. And if you have seen The Big Sleep 30 times like me, see it again. You'll love it again. And, oh, boy. Well, folks, you know what? It goes to show you that uh, the, he, well, that's a great movie. Anyway, but it goes to show you sometimes the smaller things in life become the bigger things. I've talked about that before. And I I think you know that, too, because you and I know some of the same things. And, well, this is my son's last day with us on vacation. He's a Marine, and he came back from active duty in the Middle East. And he had a chance. He had some leave time that he had been saving. And he came and stayed back home here with us. For three weeks, and he goes back to base tomorrow, 
And after we do the show here, and then he'll be working Friday again, but after the Colonel and I do our show here today, well, I told him last night, I'll wake him up and uh, he sleeps late, which is a great blessing. I love that. I don't know about you, but when people can sleep late, oh, come on, you know, after after being deployed in such a tough job for six months. And I said, you know what? Tomorrow, just sleep in. That's great. And after uh, after we do the show, I'll wake you up and you jump in the shower and then you and I will go get some lunch together. And he says, boy, that sounds good. Nothing could have made me happier. And uh, boy, I'll tell you something, you know, that uh, he and I, every night, every night, folks, we uh, get back, we go shopping at Ralph's. And I'll go with him anywhere he wants. He needs to go. Well, he needed some a new shirt for something or other. He's not in uniform the whole time he's here. And uh, well, then we go shopping to get something. And then we went to Ralph's to get some, you know, dinner as we as we, as we do and uh, prepare it. And then uh, so for him and his brother, my wife had to work. And uh, I make dinner for him and his brother. And uh, who's still, well, still in school. He's a senior in high school. And uh, and then after that, I say, okay, come on, wash up. And his his little brother loves to play video games that I've, I've mentioned this before, but they're always <laughs> games like Kill Everyone. I always make names up like that. But he's really good at them, and he really likes them. And so the, uh, well... Our our son, the Marine, then go wash wash up after dinner. And it's a great, you know, uh, well, he puts on his pajamas, gets into bed, and then we watch some of the World War II shows, the documentaries that are on, which is hard for me, by the way, because I hate pictures of Hitler. I know that doesn't sound like a great revelation, that, uh, but I really hate them. I mean, despise, loathe, with contempt. I abhor, abominate, detest, execrate. And the, the, the truth is none of these words even touch the playing field to me. They're not bad enough. Drool like a vampire is closer, but it still, it still doesn't cut it. I, I just have the feeling that I'm, I'm, I'm offending vampires. And uh, in fact, Colonel Jeff told me today that the last couple of years of his life, Hitler was just a drug addict. He was getting big daily injections of horrible things but huge injections and even from one of his one of the crazy doctors that he collected and even that meant nothing to me hearing that i wanted you know worse do you realize i remember reading this that every day every hour every minute every second since 1945 hitler has been on the air constantly now you know this because there's so many of these shows that specials and in between the shows we watch on World War II, they have commercials for him, and it's, it's Hitler doing that speech thing where he's waving the arms. Is there anybody else who is that hateable? Because I can't think of anyone. I mean, I really can't. I remember reading about a, a Chinese emperor who used his servants to get on his horse. One servant would get down on all fours, and the emperor would use him as a step and swing up onto his horse. And here's the thing, after that, before riding away, he'd take out his sword and lop the guy's head off every single time. I mean, I 
I don't even know what to say about that. It's so bad. I, I, I don't. I have no comment on it. You know how do you, how do you live that way? That's you know hundreds, thousands, millions of servants. You don't want to get that that call, Bill. Uh, the emperor needs a servant to step on again on his horse. So you're up. Well, Bill is going to go. Oh man, come on, because they all knew that was it. And uh, but I have no comment. I bet God did. I bet when that when the when that emperor got you know died, and went to God for judgment day, God had to have said to him, "Okay, tell me why." There's no judgment here because I'm sending you to the worst part of hell I can think of. And I know every inch of that place, by the way. But, uh, uh, you know, and I'm telling you right now because I don't care. This is, there's no mystery to this. But I want to know why. Why did you kill so many people? As you can imagine, I've heard it all. But this one is a real head scratcher. And you know what? In fact, when he got to hell, I'll bet Hitler and all the really bad guys came to him and said, Wow, so you're like really bad. You make us look like a garden party. Thanks, by the way. Stalin probably put around his arm around the guy's shoulder and said, Who hurt you? We all killed everyone we saw, but you're like really crazy. This couldn't have been an old girlfriend, could it? Like a 15-year-old at your ring dance? Tell us. But folks, you know what? There's something so good to this process. And tonight is my son, the Marine's last night with us at home. He's going back to base tomorrow, back to work Friday. He's been with us three weeks, and I just spend every second staring at him. And I'm just grinning uh, to beat the band. He's sleeping now, I mentioned that, which I love. I mean, whew. who wouldn't like that? You'd like that. I'd like that. 21 years old and a few weeks off of work and you get to sleep as long as you want. Sounds pretty good, doesn't it? And as I said, after the show today, I'll wake him up, you know, shower up, maybe a glass of juice, and then we'll go to lunch together. Boy, oh boy. It's, it's you know something? It's a textbook version of a gorgeous day. That's really why it was so beautiful to me here today. And yes, it makes you think of those folks back east in that crazy snow. Well, my son here, you know, I love going shopping with him. But my wife, just before she went to work today, uh, came into the studio and said hi to Colonel Jeff. And then she said to me, you know, when uh, she said we can, I, she said I think I can get out of work early today. And so, uh, you know, how about when uh, since he's going back to the base tomorrow, how about when we all get home? Uh, why don't we go out to dinner together, just the four of us? And uh, yeah, when everybody's home, you can get them all showered up and dressed, and we don't have to go to a fancy place. But you know, about school clothes, fancy, you know. And uh, I might put a tie on. But I said, boy, you know, honey, I agree completely. In fact, I was just going to ask you, and that's the truth. That was in my head too. That. Uh, you know what, I'll get them, get them all ready, and when you get home, and we'll go for an early-ish dinner, and she said she felt like going to a nice Italian restaurant, and I said, boy, again, that, it's fantastic, I suggest the same thing, and we'll do that, so we're going to go to, she felt like Italian food, 
And boy, what's wrong with that? How, how good is that? We'll go, we're going to go to a nice Italian restaurant. It's not a big fancy place, but it's nicer than usual. And we've been there before, but ah, that was 10 years ago. And we're all going out to dinner tonight. And it was my wife's idea, but it was my idea too. And we're going to go to a nice Italian restaurant. All together, all healthy, all fed. And then all together in the big bed in the master bedroom for something goofy on TV. Or we can all go downstairs to the den and watch something there. Folks, you know what? I, I, I don't know about you, but I can't think of anything better. I've mentioned that before as a theme in life, and it is a good theme. What's better than that, folks? I told you my son last night, you know what? When we were, you know, watching one of the shows we like, and whether it's somebody eating nine pounds of food on one of those food shows or or the World War II shows that we love, and uh, I said to him, you know what? There's nothing better than this, and someone could offer me a chance to say, you know, go to a castle in Ireland or Spain or something like that and stay there for a couple of weeks and, well, be a prince in a castle, and I wouldn't do it. I don't need it. I wouldn't even know what to do. But this moment right here, in bed with you, watching TV, all cleaned up, all fed. And uh, we always, by the way, as we get up, as uh, he wants to go do, do something downstairs or finish out filling out some forms for something, we always remake the bed. So when my wife sees it, you know, she doesn't have to think, well, this looks like it was slept in by a platoon of Marines instead of just one. But you know what, folks? I hope you feel the same way. And I hope you get the chance to do things like that because there's nothing better in life than having everyone healthy, going out to a nice dinner together and just looking at each other and smiling and maybe telling a couple of stories or maybe just relaxing and having a good meal and then going home and having everyone jump in the shower. Not together, by the way. <laughs> hey, what kind of show is this? <laughs> it's the best thing in the world. And, uh, well, we're going to have that today and tonight. And after we go off the air, I'm going to wake my son up and, and tell him to shower up and we'll go get some lunch. There's nothing better in the world. And you know the things I know. Homer is Homer and Pluto is a planet. So remember, folks, as always... If you walked out of bed today and had a job to go to and a home to come back to and someone there who cares about you folks, the game's over and you've won. And that's the truth, and it's the deepest truth I know. Be well, and we'll see you here next time. <laughs>